And while you're being seated, uh, you can take your Bible and turn to uh, Hebrews chapter 10. And we're going to begin in verse 19 through 25. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 through 25. And if you've got uh, the app on your uh, phone or tablet, you can just uh, push the uh, Bible there and it'll open up that uh, for you. Hebrews chapter 10. Verses 19 through 25. I began uh, on the first Sunday, which is last week, on a series called Back to Basics. Basic training for Christians. And so we're kind of taking a little bit of a military view of some things that relate to Christianity and what the Bible tells us are some basics in our Christian life. And uh, this morning I want to uh, use uh, the statement that it comes from the Marines. Some of you may be familiar where you've seen either on a Marine's uh, tag or decal or maybe you've been part of the military, the uh, term that's in Latin, Semper Fidelis. Sometimes you see it abbreviated to just Semper Fi. And it's Latin for always faithful or always loyal. It's the motto of the uh, Marines that was, uh, I guess, adopted in 1883 uh, under the inspiration of uh, Colonel Charles McCauley. And so they have maintained that as their motto. And so I want to kind of take that as a motto for Christianity. It should be what is our motto as Christians to always be faithful. The Marines also have some values, and I want to read that to you. You can go to the Marine website and you can read this. But it says the Marine values are honor, courage, and commitment. The core values of the Marines define how every Marine in the Corps thinks, acts, and fights. Throughout the evolving battlefields of the 21st century, every Marine in the Corps must be confident in the ability of themselves and each other. And I want you to listen to this. In the chaos of battle, character matters. Man, I just about shout when I read that because I think that uh, is the values that uh, the Marines have that uh, could very well be the values of Christianity because it reflects where we should be to show honor, courage, and commitment and that in the midst of the chaos of battle, we remember that character always matters and to always be faithful. So when we look at this motto of the Marines and the value of the Marines, we see how closely through the Scripture that it lines up with the motto and the values of Christianity. And so in Hebrews chapter 10, the Apostle Paul, in a few verses, 19 through 25, gives us a reminder of what we as Christians should always be faithful at and show an honor, courage, and commitment. And these areas that he identifies are the areas of life that we will be challenged at as we fight the good fight of Christians in this world that we're living. And in the midst of that, trying to always remember that character, which is who we are, our values, they do matter. So let's look at this in uh, Hebrews chapter 10. And beginning in verse 19, and I'm reading this out of the New King James translation. It says, Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Verse 23 says, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up 
love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. A couple of key things in these verses to kind of bring some light to it is the fact that it mentions in those uh, verse 20 about Jesus opening up a new way through the veil that is his flesh. In the Old Testament days when they had the temple, there was a veil that separated anybody from what was called the Holy of Holies. And only the high priest was allowed to go in there once a year to offer up a sacrifice. And the Bible's letting us know that when Jesus died for our sins, his body, his flesh, became the veil that opened up the way for all of us to be able to come before the Holy of Holies, which is representing coming before God in prayer. And so the Bible's letting us know that Jesus opened up a way for you and I, like the people in the Old Testament didn't know. The other thing is at the very end of those last verse 25 that I read, it says that we're to exhort one another and encourage one another so much the more as we see the day approaching. And the day approaching means the return of Jesus Christ. He came once on the earth and he died for our sins. He ascended to heaven and the Bible tells us that he's coming back again to rapture the Christians out of this world. And so when it talks about the day approaching, it's talking about the day of Christ returning. And so the Apostle Paul is letting us know that Jesus made a new way for us. And as we get closer and closer till Christ returns, then we need to be busy about being faithful to these things that Paul mentions to us. Now, what are the areas or some of the things that uh, Paul kind of reminds us that tie in, remember, the values of the Marines are what? Honor, courage, and commitment. As I looked at these verses of the Apostle Paul, that's exactly what he's identifying. To honor, to have courage, and to be committed. The first thing he's identifying is that verses 19 through 22 about honoring Christ for his sacrifice and the gift of salvation. You see, in those first few verses, 19 through 22, it's revealing to us that Christ willingly came and gave his life for us and gave his life as the perfect sacrifice that God would accept to have forgiveness of our sins. And he opened up the way, a new way for us as Christians to be able to come to God the Father. You see, in the Old Testament, if someone wanted to get a message to God, the mentality was, i got to take a sacrifice to the temple, i got to speak to the priest, and count on the priest to get the message across to God for me. But when Jesus died for our sins, he paid the ultimate sacrifice so that we could be forgiven of our sins and opened up a way that every one of us can talk to God on our own anytime, any day. And you know what? That is the most powerful resource to Christianity it's the thing that we should think so much of Christ for and to honor him that he died for our sins and opened up a way to God, and yet it's what we neglect the most, isn't it? You can call for a meal, and you'll have a big crowd show up to eat. You can call for a prayer meeting, and it's going to be slim pickings because we don't get excited about prayer. Yet prayer is what has given us the opportunity to be able to talk to God the Father any time, any place, in any need in our life. And I believe that, you know, 
in our life, as we're living our lives, there are moments just throughout the day that we need to take a moment and pray and maybe say a thanks to God or tell him what's happening or what a need is in our life. But they also, within Christianity, I believe that the greatest way that we can honor Christ and honor God is by taking some time that we just get away from everything else and just talk to God. And just tell him how much we love him. Tell him what's going on in our life. And I know it's, it's not going to be no surprise to God because he knows what's going on in our life. But the Bible is very clear. He wants to hear from us. And the more that we understand this gift was given to us by the sacrificial death of Christ, the more that we're going to honor Christ and the more that we're going to be excited about this privilege that we have called prayer. And as we look at these scriptures, if we're going to honor Christ... What are some of the ways that we can really honor him just practically in our life? We just spent some time in worship, didn't we? And worship is one of the ways that we honor Christ. We come together as the body of Christ and we sing songs. And I I don't know if any of you heard we had kind of like a trio of kids here. They were so in sync together and just letting it rip singing that a couple of times I had to just look back at them. And they had such expressions. I think it was Noah, Leah, and was it uh, Ty? I mean, they were just singing and letting it rip. And the three of them were out doing all the rest of you. Thankfully, when they left, y'all picked it up a little bit and took some of the slack up. But our worship, and when I looked at them, I thought, man, here's some kids, you know, seven, six, eight, nine years old. And they're just pouring their heart out and singing in worship. And I was thinking, what a way to honor Christ. Because when we put our heart in worship, you know, if we come to church to worship and we just sing songs like, you know, what's the words to it, blah, 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 blah. That's not honoring. It's when the expression comes from your heart and your soul and your emotions and you express that out, that is honoring Christ for his gift that he has given us, the gift of salvation and the gift of giving his own life. And so when we look at honor, The Marines understood what honor was. That meant I am proud of my country. I'm proud to be a citizen of the United States. I am proud to be a Marine. And you don't mess with the Marines. That was proud. That was honor. What does it mean to be a to honor as Christian means we're proud of who we are as Christians we're proud of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ who gave his life for us and you don't mess with the name of Christ and you don't mess with my brothers and sisters in Christ because we have honor we honor Christ in our worship but we also honor Christ in the way that we live our life day by day when you leave the walls of this church you have left worship And now you've gone out to the way that you're going to live your life before everybody else. Some of you, when you leave here throughout this week, you're going to go back to work. Some are going to go to school. Some are going to go to other activities. But wherever you are, probably most everybody's going to interact with somebody. And the way that you're living your life and the way they see you and the quality of person that you are, because you remember what the values are in the rings, character matters. In the midst of chaos in battle, character matters. Put that in perspective of Christianity, of honoring Christ, which means when we leave the walls of this church and we go out into our everyday life and you go to work and it just seems like everything falls apart, everybody's griping, everybody's wanting something now, 
character matters. When somebody looks at you and just cusses you in the face, character matters. Whether you're going to honor Christ or let the human flesh come out. Character matters. You see, the way that we live our life before the people who don't go in the walls of the church is probably the most significant way that we can honor Christ. Honor with our worship, honor Him with the way that we live our life day by day. So do you have that, that value that the Marines have as a Marine that they are proud of who they are, they're proud of their country, they're proud of the, being a Marine, and they want to stand with honor for who they are as a Marine? Are you the same way as a Christian? Are you proud of your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Are you proud to be a Christian? Are you proud of your church home? And do you want to honor your Lord and Savior Christ by the worship and by the way that you live? The second thing that the value of the Marines is is not only honor, but courage. Courage to be able to go into the battlefield, to make a stand, and fight the fight. And as I look at these scriptures, I'm reminded in verse 23 what the Apostle Paul says that reminds me about courage. And here's what he said. He said, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, which means take a stand for what you believe in. For he who promised is faithful. So what Paul is saying is, let us hold on to what we believe in and, with, and take a stand and don't move from where you stand from as a Christian. For God has been faithful to what he has promised. And it's kind of like a challenge. You and I need to be faithful also. If God has been faithful to his promise, if Christ has been faithful to his promise, then we should be faithful to ours. And so the Bible is letting us know that we need to be courageous to take a stand. And I can tell you this, and I want you to listen very carefully. If you listen, say amen. amen. Christianity is not for cowards. Christianity is for those who will be courageous. You know why I say that? Because we're living in a world in a time that everything is going to test your Christianity. What you believe, whether you believe the truth of God's word or not, and whether you're going to live it out in your own personal life. And it's going to take courage that, because there are going to be people that from all different ages, from these over here that are in the high school and middle school, to those who are senior adults and everything in between, there's going to be somebody who's going to challenge and test where you stand as a Christian. And those tests can come in the form of temptations of, man, this feels good. Everybody's doing it. There's nothing wrong with it. This is the 21st century. Get a life. Those temptations are going to come. And whether you're going to have the courage to take a stand and say, no. No, it's not the way of the Christian life. No, it's not the direction everybody's going. I'm not going to mention a name because I didn't talk to him beforehand, but there was a a prayer request I'd got uh, during the last week or so of one of our youth that in their school and a particular thing that was going to be happening that they were going to be a part of, the teacher had put things together and when they looked at it, there were some things that were inappropriate from a Christian standpoint. And so they had a choice of either just go with the flow or as a Christian young person, take a stand confront the teacher, and say, I don't think this is right. And so they made the choice, I'm going to confront the teacher. Now, you know, that's, that's a little challenging for a young person, isn't it? 
Because here's the teacher who controls my grades, right? Here's the person who has an impact on my destiny. Here's the person that can make my life miserable at school or make it flow easy. Here's a person who has authority over me, who is more educated than I am, who's supposed to kind of know. And yet they made the choice, they confronted the teacher, and the teacher made the choice, you know what, we can change that. And I was going, out of way, Joyce stands, let's all just stand for that, let's all stand. Would you please stand and give applause for somebody who will take a stand. Now, that was a testimony of a young person in high school. I'm hoping to hear one pretty soon of somebody who is a grown adult. I'll use that one. Courage to stand for what we believe in. Living our life out is whether we're going to say no and not go with the flow. And it's not only for our own personal stand in life, but it's also standing for other people. Because we live in a world that's always pushing and taking advantage of those who are maybe different or less fortunate. Our lesson in Life in the Word this morning was about uh, races and how that uh, God created us all the same. We bleed the same. We have the same color blood and that we should see each other no matter the color of our skin, the language or dialect. We should see each other as a creation of God. And we live in a world that's always challenging that, aren't they? We'll have people that all the time will say, you know, I'm not prejudiced, but watch their actions. Because actions speak a lot louder than words, don't they? Courage. Courage to take a stand. As I said, Christianity is not for cowards, but for those who are willing to be brave and listen to this and make a difference in the world that we're living in. The Marines' values, honor. For Christians, we need to honor Christ for his sacrifice and his gift of salvation. Courage. We need to take courage to stand for what we believe in. But the last value of the Marines, which should be in our minds as a value for Christianity, is commitment. And boy, that's hard to find in the world in any aspect today. And the commitment should be the commitment to the church and the body of Christ. You see, if you look down to verses 24 and 25, those couple of verses, I want you to listen to what the Apostle Paul says one more time. And let us consider one another in order to judge one another and put each other down. No, no, I'm sorry. Read the wrong thing. Let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. One translation in which I like says to spur each other on in these last couple of verses. The reason I happen to like that is because I grew up having some horses and spurs goes along with cowboys. And when you spur a horse, you're going to get some action. That's kind of what the Apostle Paul is saying here that as Christians, we need to be committed to the church, to the body of Christ, to each other. That we're encouraging each other and not only encouraging each other, stirring up towards what? Love, good works, and not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as this manner of some. Did you know that according to some historical records that in the early days of the Christian church, that they were gathered together on a regular basis and they were gathered from house to house? And one of the things that uh, has been considered was that in those early days, if someone became missing during that time that they were meeting in house to house, 
their immediate thoughts were that they have left the faith. Because their faith and their commitment to each other and to the cause of Christ was so deep that they rarely missed meeting together. Here the Apostle Paul is telling us that we need that commitment to the church and to the body of Christ, that we are encouraging, stirring, spurring each other on with love and good works and faithfully assembling together. And yet we live in a time where even within leadership of churches, that commitment is sometimes missing so much. Commitment. And you know it goes deep into the everyday parts of our life. Did you know that even in marriages and homes and families, that's where you begin to see the deep part of commitment. You show me a family that is deeply committed to each other, deeply committed as husband and wife to each other, children to the parents, parents to the children, and then they become Christians, you will see that same commitment follow through. And you'll see them living faithfully a life for Christ that will carry on from one generation to the next. Commitment. And yet we see that in the world today, the commitment in family and marriage is pretty shallow, isn't it? The sad thing is that over the years, used to, like the divorce rate outside the church versus inside the church, was the divorce rate inside the church was much less than outside the church. And over the years, they've started closing in. Commitment is something that is just hard to find today. But I'm reminded of what commitment should be by, I don't know if any of y'all, any of y'all ever heard of a man named Dave Reaver? He was, uh, uh, he was in Vietnam War, and he was stationed to be on one of the gunner boats that was in the river at Cambodia. Very hostile area there. And there was a time when uh, he felt like something was about to go bad. He pulled out a grenade and ended up that the grenade exploded while it was in his hand. He lost a big part of his face, burned all over, severely damaged. And while he was, he was in the hospital for, I think it was 14 months. And during that time that he was in the hospital, when he kind of started getting a little more consciousness, and uh, he asked the nurse to give him a mirror. And so the nurse gave him one, which was probably not the best choice. But he looked and saw that part of his face was missing. It had been blown off. And he began to think about his life and how he loved his wife, Brenda. They had not been married very long. And he decided, you know, she don't want to be married to somebody like me. And so he decided, you know, that what I need to do is just pull the tube on myself that's keeping me alive, just in my life. So he grabbed a tube, pulled it out. The only thing it affected was he started getting hungry. He realized he pulled out his feeding tube instead of the tube that was keeping him alive. His wife, Brenda, shows up. And before she had showed up, he had seen other wives come in to some of the other men that had lost arms and legs and different parts of their body in the Battle of Vietnam. And he was sitting close to one guy, or in a bed next to one guy that when his wife came, she came in and saw how severely damaged her husband was. And she pulled off her wedding ring, laid it on the bed. And left. She just couldn't handle being married to this man after all this had happened. And so Dave was thinking probably the same thing is going to happen to him. Especially as severely as his face was damaged. Then shortly his wife came. She came over to the bed. He was expecting the worst. But she leaned over and kissed him on the face. As far as I know they're still married today. That's commitment. Commitment. 
good, bad, difficult, no matter what it is, we're committed to each other. That's the value of the Marines. Good, bad, or ugly, we are committed to each other. We believe in each other. And that should be the value that's within Christianity, that we are committed to our families. We're committed to our church family. We're committed to the cause of Christ. Good, bad, or ugly, we're sticking this out together. Let me ask you this morning. If you were tested on the values of the Marines in your Christian life, of honoring Christ, courage to take a stand no matter what anybody brings against you, and a commitment to the church and the body of Christ, how would you fare in that test? I hope you would come out with flying colors. I want to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes for just a moment. And while they come to get a song ready this morning, always faithful is the motto of the Marines with the values of honor, courage, and commitment. When we get back to the basics of Christianity, I think basic training for Christians should be the same thing. That our motto should be, we're always going to be faithful. And that our values are going to be the same. That we're going to honor our Savior, Jesus Christ, with our worship and with the way we live our life. That we're going to be courageous to stand for what we believe and we believe the Word of God. And we believe God's will should be fulfilled in our life. And we're going to be committed to the church and to the body of Christ to encourage one another and to inspire each other to give their very best. How would you fare if you were tested on the motto and the values that we've talked about today? I hope that others are seeing you. You know, it's not very likely that you would find a Marine that doesn't show those values while they're serving this country. And it should be true about a Christian that it's rare to find a Christian that doesn't have those same values that is totally evident. They honor their Lord and Savior Jesus Christ with their worship, with the way that they live their life. They're courageous in their stand, no matter how they may be tested or tempted. And they are committed to the church and the body of Christ to encourage one another and to inspire one another. Lord, we come to you this morning and Lord, I don't know where everybody is in their life and what challenges they may be facing, but Lord, I know that we all have temptations that come our way. Matter of fact, I was talking with someone recently that was talking about the temptations in the workplace. Temptations where someone says the right things and smells the right way and it's a temptation to go away from their spouse. Remember just hearing in the news this week about the CEO of Amazon, Jeff Bezos. After 20-something years of being married, he's decided to divorce and go after another woman. That's the world that we're living in. But Lord, I pray, God, that you would help us as Christians, that we would show honor to you, we'd be courageous to stand for what we believe and that we would be committed to the church to the body of Christ to encourage and to inspire so Lord I pray that you take our life and that you would use it for your glory Lord I pray that you would just challenge us if the Marines a military group 
if they can have those type of mottos of being always faithful and have those values of honor and courage and commitment, how much more we need that within the church and within our Christian lives to be always faithful to Christ, to honor Christ, to have courage to stand and to be committed to the church and the body of Christ. Lord, may that be true about us and may it be so evident that others can see it without a shadow of doubt. And Lord, we're going to give you the praise and honor and glory for all that you do. And it's in your name we pray. Amen.